Welcome to Fresh Take, where we speak to food systems experts about topics related to organic and sustainable agriculture, healthy lifestyles, and the environment. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome, everyone, to our latest Fresh Take podcast episode. Today, I'm very happy to be joined by our very own Andy Emrich. We're going to be talking about cooking with uncommon local foods during this holiday season. Hi, Andy. How are you? I'm great. How are you, JC? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining me. You sometimes join me as a co-host. Today, you're actually our guest in some way, uh, an expert in some of the uh, things that we're going to be talking about. So, <laughs> Not sure about that, that, but I'll do my best. Well, uh, you are. And, and <laughs> this is going to be a fun conversation. I think we all enjoy, at least I do. Uh, this is one of my favorite times of the year. I think it is for a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of new crops out there that uh, we're going to mention and things that maybe people, if they hadn't considered them, mm-hmm. um, stuff that they can maybe use in some of the recipes. Um, so with that, let's jump right into talking about what's in season. Sure. Uh, there's a lot of different crops, uh, obviously, depending on the region in Florida that you live. So... What's in season right now? Yeah, it's such a great season right now in Florida. We've kind of gone through our winter, you know, in quotation marks, where we're not seeing as much. And now um, farms are in full swing, particularly in our region up in Gainesville. But all over the state, we've got all kinds of things that we're seeing come out and people are making their way back to the farmer's markets for sure. We've got greens. Lots and lots and lots of greens. So we're thinking of arugula, bok choy, broccoli, kale. There's even cabbages, collards, lettuces. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got that typical fall feeling of winter squash and pumpkins. Yeah. Perfect for this time of year. Um, There's persimmons, chestnuts, sweet potatoes are huge. Those are, you know, a crop that our farmers can grow throughout the summer. And then they're ready to go as one of the first crops uh, of the season in, in the fall. Right. Um, we've got things like turnips and radishes and, and with those, you can always eat their greens as well. So yeah. there's just such an array of foods out there, um, this time of year in Florida. Yeah. And so those are the crops, uh, and typically, at least for me, once again, you know, I, when I think about the, the holiday season with Thanksgiving coming up. Squash soup is one of my favorite dishes. So mm-hmm. I like that. And of course, you know, pumpkin pie uh, as well. Uh, but also because, uh, in, and I just mentioned, you know, Thanksgiving in some farmers markets and in some places, turkeys, for example, you know, and right. perhaps other meats are some of the things that people can try to get locally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we shouldn't just talk about uh, vegetables because there's all kinds of things that we like to be seeing um, this time of year. So yeah, right. there's many local farms that are raising turkeys or other meat for the holidays and just on their their regular schedule. So one of the best things you can do is go to your local farmer's market and just ask uh, what they've got that's uh, fresh or you know in season in terms of, of meat. But yeah, there's there's many folks that have been raising turkeys you know, to have them prepped for, for Thanksgiving and, yeah. and, um, and Christmas as well. So, uh, if you're inclined for a local Turkey, I would say get in touch with your local farms and reserve a Turkey. That's typically how a lot of them do that. Yeah. Just in terms of getting information about these, um, crops that are in season and, and meats that are in season, 
there are lots and lots of resources out there. So you can visit uh, websites like the UF IFAS What's in Season page. Yeah. We also put that in our Florida Farmers Market Association um, monthly uh, newsletter. Mm-hmm. So you'll always have a link to that. If, if you want to sign up for that, you can go to farmersmarkettoolkit.org. There's also the FDAX Fresh from Florida page. They have a lot of information about um, what's in season. And also uh, one of our projects we're working on right now with Santa Fe College here in Gainesville um, is Florida Heritage Foods. Um, so they've got uh, is a harvest chart, uh, basically, of these special um, heritage foods. So you can check that out at floridaheritagefoods.com. Mm-hmm. The website is up and there's some resources there, but it, you check back, there'll be more and more resources coming as this project progresses. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you mentioned it because I was actually, I think maybe two weeks ago, at the uh, Roselle Festival, which is part of the uh, Florida Heritage yes. Foods Project, uh, and had a really great time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with one of my colleagues uh, from Fog, and I think about maybe 300 plus visitors came to the festival. It was at a one of the local farms, Frog Song Organics, you know, close to town. And uh, Roselle was was featured as as one of those heritage crops that some people have maybe heard of, but don't really quite know a lot about. So as I think you mentioned, and and by going to the website, people can find out about some crops, maybe if they are people who have recently moved from Florida, Mm -hmm. or maybe came from, you know, uh, overseas, and crops that they missed. There's uh, the advantages that we have here in Florida with our climate is that we can grow a lot of crops uh, right. that would be a little bit more difficult to grow in other parts of the country. So it was it was a great, great event. Uh, again, I encourage people to visit the uh, Florida Heritage Foods uh, website to find out more. But I understand that there's going to be even more crops that are going to be featured in the upcoming months, as you were saying. Yeah, that's right. So we were so happy about the turnout for the Roselle Festival. People learned about, you know, how to cook um roselle how to create different dishes how to plant it how to make drinks out of it so um and yeah like i said the turnout was just fantastic so we're really excited about the next uh events that are coming up we've got two on the calendar uh that are coming soon next is the heritage food symposium which um was supposed to happen in uh september but got bumped because of the uh hurricane to December 2nd. So the Heritage Food Symposium is December 2nd. It's free to attend, although you can purchase a lunch ticket for some really amazing food from Flavorful, uh, which is a West African cuisine catering company here in Gainesville. But yeah, it's free to attend for all. You can attend online or in person at the Blunt Center in Gainesville. And um, you can find the event by going to actually our website, foginfo.org slash events. We'll have a link straight to the uh, Eventbrite page because we ask that you you sign up, although again, it's free. Um, so that's December 2nd. And then we have the Sacred Foods Festival, which will be happening at Grove Street Farmer's Market in Gainesville okay. uh, on Monday, December 12th from mm. 4 to 7. So it's happening during the regular market, but we'll have special guests. There's going to be community garden tour of a nearby farm and kids activities, music, foods. We're going to be basically talking about 
many different crops that are grown here in Florida that have a, sig- a special significance for faiths around the world. So that should be really uh, interesting yeah. and fun for the whole family. So yeah. again, you can pop in or we'd love it if you just tell it, let us know you're coming. It's free, you know, and open to the public, but yeah. um, there is an event, right? Sign up just to help us get numbers. So yeah, check yeah. those out for sure. Absolutely. So since we're talking about Roselle, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what it is mm-hmm. and share ideas for recipes, perhaps. Um, you know, I was there and I could probably speak a little bit about it, but uh, as I said, and, and, and I do think that you have some expertise when it comes to <laughs> some of these heritage issues. So why don't you um, share with us a little bit about, you know, the crop for people who may not be aware of what it is. It's something that they can maybe find at their local farmer's markets. Yeah, sure. Yeah, this is something I'm from Canada. So this was something that I really came to know when I moved to Florida six years ago. Um, the only time I had ever encountered it was on at Christmas time in our, my husband's family, we have, um, Roselle in syrup at the bottom of a glass with champagne poured over top for Uh Christmas morning, which was always such a treat, but I did not really put together that it's actually part of the hibiscus family. So it's, um, it's a species of flowering plant. It's native to Africa and specifically West Africa. So during our Roselle Festival, um, we were really leaning into the fact that it has a special significance in Africa. It also yeah. it also has special significance in Asia and in South American cultures as well. And mm-hmm. specifically, there's a lot of the times it's used to create cool drinks. So we had uh, flavorful, again, uh, the West African cuisine ladies uh, who made a drink out of the Roselle. And it was really nice to see how you can use it. Um, in so many different ways. So for now that we're talking about um, recipes and the upcoming holidays, we thought it would be cool to share a Roselle mock cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got this jelly-like consistency. So it's it's got some characteristics of a cranberry that um, we're used to in a cranberry sauce. Yeah. So um, we will have any of these recipes that I'm talking about today, we'll have in our show notes links to to the recipes in our show notes. But basically, you can use local honey instead of sugar for this recipe and make a slight, you know, variation on a cranberry sauce with a local crop that we're growing yep. here. Because yep. the cranberry is more for from where I'm originally from up in Canada. <laughs> yeah, so that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, it's it's often made into a cool drink, but there's so many new recipes that are coming out so that we can use them in different ways. I would also recommend, you know, putting them in syrup and, and having that uh, glass of champagne. It's really nice. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I did, when, when I was at the, uh, at the festival, I did try the, uh, the drink, uh, which is like, I think you were saying it looks, and it even has the color of the, you know, cranberry juice. Uh, mm. Cause it's a very sort of deep red, very, yes. very pretty color. And like a tea or, you know, it can be something that you have uh, either on a hot summer day. Uh, obviously, you know, this is the time of the year when you get it. And for some parts of the state are still a little bit warm, but it is very refreshing. Uh, and mm-hmm. so you can have it as a tea. I think you can have it warm. And we even had it with, you know, a little bit of cinnamon or nutmeg. Oh, and, nice. and there was just a lot of recipes. It was actually really, really nice. That sounds very holiday season too. It does. Adding, yes. Yeah, <laughs> cinnamon and nuts. Yes, exactly. Lovely. So we were also um, at the beginning 
of this episode talking about mm-hmm. some of the other cool season crops and vegetables and the yeah. greens, which is something that we can get uh, in abundance at this time of the year. What about recipes with, with some of the greens? Yeah. So what we have decided to talk about was creamed greens. Uh-huh. So might be something similar, you know, to creamed beans and um, things that you'd see around the the table at Thanksgiving. Right. So it can be made vegan if you're uh, vegan by using canned coconut milk and vegan butter. Uh-huh. Also, I think I mentioned it uh, earlier in the episode, but you don't need to toss those turnip, um, turnip and radish greens. You just chop those off, wash them, and then that's what what you would use for the, these cream greens. So mm-hmm. instead of wasting, you can use the whole plant if Absolutely. you're getting radishes and um, turnips anyway, and they're yes. really good. They've got a nice spice to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it can also be made using collards, mustards, radish, or turnip greens, like we mentioned, or just do a combo of all of them. So check that out in uh, the show notes again for uh, the recipe. Right. Speaking of turnips and radishes, uh, we've also got braised turnips and radishes. So once you've done your greens, you can use the part that you're probably more familiar with, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the the actual root. And yeah. I love turnips. This is like my favorite. So <laughs> <laughs> this recipe is butter braised radishes and turnips. Uh-huh. And it's usually pretty simple to do um, in the oven. So you take your raw radishes that are crunchy and spicy. And then when you put them in the oven with butter and salt, they just, you know, like melt in your mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're <laughs> yeah. really good. I, I just love roasting those root vegetables. Yeah. Um, again, you can make it vegan with uh, using vegan butter or some sort of oil. Yeah. But yeah, those are fantastic and a nice, so a nice one for um, holiday meals as well. Yeah. And, and speaking of, you know, favorite vegetables, since, you know, you're talking about, you know, turnips, I, mean, I think I already mentioned it. Uh, squash and pumpkin are my favorite, mm-hmm. of course, because you can, uh, as I was saying, make squash soup and pumpkin pie, of course, or, you know, um, and sweet potatoes are the same. I, I, I also, you know, love sweet potato oh, and yeah. sweet potato pie. Um, what about recipes for, for those, uh, crops? Yeah. There's all kinds of them out there. You had mentioned soup. Um, I know it's, well, again, for me coming from Canada, it's such a funny thing to think of soups right now yeah. in the heat, but it is, you know, this fall lovely feeling, you know, yes. that you're getting, that, that you can get from these really lovely, rich uh, vegetables. So um, we had picked out an old fashioned pumpkin pie recipe and you can make this using seminal pumpkins. Yes. Uh, yeah. Cassaba pumpkins. I hope that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, buttercup, buttercup, Hubbard's, or butternut squash. So there's all kinds of choices out there. If you're not seeing one at the farmer's market uh, or in your local grocery store, um, you can jump to the next one. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of choice there for uh, creating your pumpkin pie. And mm-hmm. again, if you're vegan or vegetarian, or you just want to try something new. You can use coconut milk and maple syrup, and instead of eggs, you can use um, cornstarch. So mm-hmm. that's all. We've got a link to these recipes, like I said, in the show notes, um, and give something something new a try. You know, this this holiday season. Mm-hmm. And in terms of you know where people can find a lot of these crops that we're talking about, of course, as you've mentioned, you know they can visit their you know local farmers markets, and. Um, we uh, and, and I'll let you maybe give us a little bit more information about it because there's also the uh, Florida Farmers Market Association where they can find if they don't know or are aware of perhaps farmers markets near them. That's something they can find on that website, correct? 
Yeah, that's right. So we have our Florida Farmers Market Association website, which is a farmersmarkettoolkit.org, which I had mentioned before. You can click on find a market in the upper right hand corner and you'll get a map um, of all of our member markets. So mm-hmm. it's not all the markets that are out there. So make sure you, you know, you Google as well, but check out that website because it gives you um, some inform- some great information really quickly about um, the markets in your area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, like you said, local grocery stores, farmers markets, roadside stands. There's lots of roadside stands out there. If you're driving uh, down any of the major uh, roads, you'll see them all the time. So pop in and see what's in season. We at Fog just also started a uh, new online farmers market mm-hmm. that is located in West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. So the website is up and running. We have the markets are open now. So basically, there's a time to shop between Thursday and Monday. You can shop for uh, only local produce and and food products. Um, and then pickup is at Grandview Market uh, in West Palm Beach every Tuesday. So uh, it just makes it a little easier. You can see what you want to purchase. You get to learn about the farms and the the people creating these foods and then pick up at your convenience. There's Mm -hmm. a few hours throughout the day that that pickup is available and maybe stick around and have a drink or a bite to eat at Grandview Market. So we're Mm -hmm. really happy to be collaborating with them. Um, so check that out on our website, backyardmarket.org. Okay. And um, yeah, try that out if you're in West Palm Beach. And I, I guess the main idea with uh, the holidays and people, uh, many of us, you know, living very busy lives and hectic sometimes and being able to, we want to encourage people to continue to visit your local farmer's markets. Of course. But yeah. when you're not able to, or when the, you know, because of convenience, you can, you know, ahead of time, uh, look at what's uh, available uh, through mm-hmm. the backyard market uh, website, order it, and then pick it up. It is very That's convenient, right. as you said. So I encourage people to check it out uh, because once again, you know, not having the time to a particular week that you can order, but make it easier for you to, you know, get it, still get it and pick it up. So right. Backyard Market in West Palm Beach. So That's right. uh, great. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. That's Of course. That's- great information. And so we're talking about farmers markets, you know, backyard market is is an online farmers market, if you will. But obviously, there's the all the other farmers markets that we've been talking about or where to find them. And for people that tune in and, and listen to the various topics that we've discussed over the years, people who use SNAP can also, if you're not aware, visit farmers markets because I I, I believe that they can use their SNAP benefits, right, uh, at the farmers markets. That's exactly right. Yeah. FOG actually was the uh, organization that started the program here in Florida and now Fresh Access Bucks, as it's known, is throughout the state. So we had run the first pilot project in in Gainesville, but now it's all over the state. So anyone who uh, receives SNAP benefits can get the most out of these benefits for free by just going to the farmer's market and spending using their SNAP dollars. So Mm -hmm. uh, typically there is a booth set up at these participating farmer's markets and you go with your card, you swipe and ask for a certain amount of money. Whatever amount of money you ask for, you'll get for free, you'll get double the amount of money to spend at the farmer's market Mm -hmm. um, up to $40. 
So okay. if wow. you ask for forty dollars off your card, you'll get eighty to spend at the farmers market. Right. right so right. it's a pretty sweet deal. It um, is. And we really encourage anyone uh, with these SNAP benefits to visit their local farmers market and yeah. um, use these benefits. Now it's not available at every location, but if you Google Fresh Access Bucks or go to the uh, Feeding Florida website. They, they're housed within Feeding Florida. So um, you'll see a connection to Fresh Access Bucks. You can get all the information. Even if you think you might benefit or you might qualify for benefits, not benefits, mm-hmm. they've got information there about applying. Um, but they also have all of the participating locations at farmers markets, markets across the state. So mm-hmm. it's basically free money and you're able to get more produce and more things at the farmer's market. So you're basically making your dollar go way further than it normally would. Absolutely. Um, and Fog is still participating in this in Fresh Access Bucks. So we are at three different markets, uh, farmer's markets in Gainesville every week. Just if there's any locals listening out there, you can find us at the Grove Street Farmer's Market at Cypress and Grove Brewery on Mondays from 4 to 7. Um, you can find us at the GNV Market at Hartwood on Thursdays from four to seven. And then on Saturdays, we're at the Alachua County Farmer's Market uh, from 8.30 to 12. So pop by and see us um, at our snap booth. Yeah, yeah, great. Uh, and and a lot of really useful information, Andy. Thank you so much for joining us. I feel that we can continue talking about crops and, and, and local foods uh, all day, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and things that we really enjoy talking about and of course eating those foods so i encourage people to visit our website uh for more information especially when it comes to the heritage foods in the backyard market thank you so much for joining us today and this has been a really fun conversation thanks so much for having me it was lovely to talk to you and we want to thank everyone once again for tuning in we hope that more and more people listen to our podcast fresh take Check us out on our website where you know, you'll find out you know, when those new episodes are available. Uh, we will continue to talk about interesting topics like local foods, organic, sustainable, and regenerative agriculture. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. FOG is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So to keep our content available and free to the public, we need your help. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen and consider making a tax-deductible donation. Learn more about our work on our website, www.foginfo.org.